Welcome back, family, to another episode of Candid Conversations. Of course, I'm your host, Mark D. Like we always do at the beginning of each and every show, giving shout outs to entrepreneurs and business owners. Um, first and foremost, I went down to Columbus a few weeks ago and uh, our sister, Aries Owens, she did a phenomenal job on her play. And I want to give her a big shout out uh, for that uh, chair chat. Uh, like I said, it was great casting and everything, and she put on a phenomenal production. Um, also, y'all see my shirt, Unbroken King. That is by my sister at Sculptress Elite over on IG. So go and support her as well. Um, in today's, to this evening's topic of conversation, um, we're going to be talking about what it means to be a man in today's society as also as being a father and sitting here on the panel with me this evening is mr renis henry and miss beverly wells say hi to the folks hello <laughs> well how you guys doing tonight all right so before we go into tonight's topic um i would like uh renis and miss beverly to go in as far as the organization keep right which is a non-profitable organization. Um, Y'all do mentorship, do community outreach, amongst other things. Um, so Renus is the president and Miss Beverly is his right-hand woman. <laughs> Keeps him to task. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Ren, if you want to start off, bro, go ahead and uh, jump right into it. So um, Keep Right uh, is a... Uh, New nonprofit uh, to address social and economic disparities of low-income families. Uh, growing up, um, I just growing up, I understand, uh, uh, you know, experienced di different things in my life that um, made me who I am today. As I, you know, became uh, went to college and became a social worker, I noticed some of the things that I could help with back in my community. So I created Keep Right to address those. Um, disparities and bring um, life, back, life back into my community. So um, we have a couple programs to address uh, um, ec economic growth, um, social uh, interaction, um, and things like that for our youth and young adults. Um, so that's uh, a brief summary of what we did. Okay, and as far as, you know, the direction that the organization is going in, what are you looking to see done within the community? Um, we want to change that mindset of the community. Oftentimes, uh, we kind of get stuck in uh, our ways of thinking. I want to empower and educate our community um, and provide uh, our resources um, to take the next step in life. Um, a lot of times, uh, youth don't get the opportunity to um, experience uh, change or uh, opportunities outside their community. Um, so I want to provide, you know, opportunities for them to uh, learn and educate themselves as well as young adults, uh, give them a second opportunity to uh, add success. So I want to create a program to just uh, address the disparities in our community and provide um, an opportunity of growth for, uh, for all. 
Okay, Miss Beverly. What role? Wow. <laughs> what role do you play within the organization, and what are some of the things that you are looking forward to this empowered community outreach program to do? Well, um, I have been. I am the CCO, um, the administrative assistant of uh, Keep Right. So um, I take care of all the clerical duties, um, the communication, keep people's heads on straight. <laughs> <laughs> um, whatever uh, Renus, you know, asks me to do. Sometimes, you know, I, I do some um, public relation things. Um, I really, I, let me just back it up a little bit. I, I'm sorry, I'm about to age myself a little bit, but... Um, <laughs> How I know Renus is because Renus is a graduate from Elyria High School, where I have 30 years in with Elyria schools. And Renus was one of the first uh, graduating classes to come through when I first started at the high school. So that's how I know him. And um, he came to me um, a couple of years ago and he was telling me about his vision for the community, for the youth. And um, me being in education, uh, the things that he was saying about how sometimes our youth that are disadvantaged, you know, that they don't have the opportunities, they don't have the financial background that other students have, they're, they're overlooked. And a lot of times they're left behind. And um, he said, and, and just the way he said, people don't sometimes know how to deal with or interact with some of our youth that come from certain type of backgrounds. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that he is bringing forth is restorative justice, which is something new for me. Um, just, just a different approach to dealing with um, different type of behaviors, misbehaviors. And sometimes, you know, we need to just look behind the scenes and look deeper as to why a young person is acting the way that they're acting or doing the things that they're doing. So I definitely support his vision. Um, I think it would really, really, it, it's going to be phenomenal once we, we, we are moving forward. We've done some community things with the Ike Maxwell um, celebration. Um, we supported that. We just had two young people um, that we supported going on a college visit in Michigan last weekend. So, you know, we're moving forward and um, we, we, we're making strides. So I definitely support his vision and um, I definitely support where Keep Right is headed. That's what's up. That's what's up. And it, and, and it's funny, I'm, I met Renus um, through an organization that we were both a part of at the time. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we worked um, coaching football together you know and you know just the interactions with him and watching him with the children and how he got them to respond to him you yes. know was amazing you know and one of the things that i i have never experienced with renas and the youth that he mentored was that he never talked down to him he always oh, reached them no. at their level you know and just watch their growth and mm -hmm. even watch this brother's growth in his process and to the man that he is today. 
has been a phenomenal thing. Yes. Um, Yes. I have some very good (laughs) shots of him. I'm very excited. I'm working on our website. And I hadn't even told Renas this, but he, (laughs) he sent me some pictures. And I just have some wonderful shots of him walking on the field with the football players, you know, and he's interacting and doing his thing. And I mean, just the the look and the where the um, photographer caught the pictures of him mm. and his facial expressions, you you know, he all in, <laughs> <laughs> and he's enjoying it to the fullest. So I can't wait to post those pictures. <laughs> I can't. I can I look forward to seeing them. Um, yeah, so so Keith Rice was designed for uh, individual impact uh, on our community. So we uh, with each person that we interact with, we uh, provide an individual service plan for that person's success, yeah. um, whether it be uh, a youth or a young adult. Miss um, Bell spoke about um, reaching the ones that are forgotten. Oftentimes, yes. someone makes a mistake or some, uh, you know, are not having they don't they're not um, used to having success. So mm-hmm. I want to provi- provide a resource and a, a program to to provide success for our communities. Absolutely. So that's what, how Keyright was, you know, uh, vision and like this is where we're headed to, you know, change the mindset of our community in a positive way. Yes. And 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 that is, uh, that is amazing. And uh, one of the things that I've been blessed to experience is multiple men being involved yes. uh, within their community. You know, absolutely. The present, the male presence, we've always had, you know, mama, big mama, auntie, you know, involved in the community. But to to have the male presence, it's a different type of energy that flows within the community. You know, so anytime a, a, a man, a young man, you know, a young brother gets involved and gives back, um, because he sees a deficit in the community and it's his mindset to fill that gap you know that is a a greatness upon itself you know so i want to extend you know the proudness that i that i have and the love that i have for you as a brother and and what you're doing and what i've continue and will continue to watch you do yes thank you it's wonderful so um Miss Miss Wells had mentioned that you know you you played and graduated from Elyria High, and yeah. uh, a lot of people may not know, but you were a star athlete. Yes. Yeah. Um. Which uh, brings me to be a natural coach. Um. I was always, I wasn't always the best uh, on the team. Um. People say that I was pretty good, but like I didn't see myself as was the best. So it's kind of pushed me to go even harder, mm-hmm. uh, so I can be the best. So um, I was on a lot of winning teams. I had a lot of success, but uh, a lot of people didn't know. Like um, I wanted to be good because uh, it was it provided a good feeling in my in my heart because I I didn't have uh, some of the things that I needed or wanted growing up. So like sports sports provided me like an outlet to release release some stress. Um, uh, made me stay focused and out of trouble. Um, um, so, I mean, working hard was always 
you know, a thing for me. And sports gave me an outlet to, you know, in a, a focus to uh, do that. But I never view myself as a star athlete. I more my, I view more myself more as a role player. Honestly, like, um, we have a pretty good team. I grew up with a good generation of athletes. Now I was like, you know. And that's why, that's why he was such a good player. It's that, it's that team player and he, he's for everybody. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm sorry, I'm not the best with the sports <laughs> thing. Renus has to tell me sometimes, you know, what's going on with the, you know, but I try to be involved in all of it because it's all a part of Keep Right. But that attitude right there and that humbleness right there, that's what makes a great coach. Right. Yeah, like that, that's I'm, one of the things that makes a great coach. Yeah, like I, 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 I looked up to other players on my team, and like it made me work harder. But like, I mean, I'm glad I was viewed as a good player. But like, I never thought like I was the best. So like, you know, I appreciate when people like, oh, you were so good back in the day, and this and that. Uh, that when they see me, I appreciate that because like, I played with some good players back in my day, and you know, that's made me go even harder because I didn't want to, you know, look like I was, you know, not a good player. So I'm like, first myself working hard to, you know, keep up with these guys, you know, like, so I really appreciate when people, like, acknowledge my, my skill because, like, looking back, like, I could have been better if I pushed myself a little bit harder, but, you know. But you mentioned that it, it, it sports gave you an outlet and, you know, it, it helped you get to college, help you go to the yes. next level. Yes. You know, and oftentimes, especially within the black community, mm. sports is our outlet for a higher education, you know, and yes. it is unfortunate that we do um, lose some of our young men to the streets, you know, and instead of, you know, pushing them to go to the next next level, whether it's a higher education or whether, you know, in any role that they invest in to become the best version of themselves and with an organization like keep right it allows them that opportunity one to see a man in that role doing his best you know for those that may be considered less fortunate than himself but he sees the greatness and the potential in those young men and women to push them to elevation absolutely like yeah. uh and like that's i have a sports and special interest program and that's like my it's natural for me to bring the kids in that needs need the help like a lot of forgotten kids you know uh get in trouble fall by the wayside especially after they leave that like junior high stage mm -hmm. and that's what's the more more impo most important that yes. 13 14 year old that's falling by the wayside because they're not they're too old for summer sports or you know, or can't afford to participate in aau mm -hmm. so they, you know, sit at home and all the time they catch up uh, to next year's team to guys that they play AAU, they, they might not make the team. So, like, uh, I want to provide resources. I want to provide education. I want to provide culture competency to our young men, uh, no matter the, you know, the race, um, because we're all one. You know what I mean? It's like everyone needs an opportunity to grow. So, like, yes. uh, keep right. It's just, you know, get them back to opportunities that I was granted because when I was uh, coming up, my father wasn't there. Like, so I, but I had coaches, I had uh, men that I looked up to make sure that I had, you know, knew what a college was. 
I was going on college visits at, you know, 13, 14 years old. I was participating in sports camps uh, because uh, coaches and, you know, people saw, saw something in me. So I just want to give back and provide the same opportunities for young men and young athletes uh, that I come in yeah. within my organization. And it's not just young athletes. It's a whole restorative of justice yes. mind, mindset. Um, I just have uh, a natural flow of sports to bring youth in. I also um, am going to debut a, a restorative justice program um, for uh, both um, prevention and rehabilitation. Uh, so uh, that's coming out real soon. But mm -hmm. I just want to you know, impact the community as fast as I can because it's important because I was, you know, I had an opportunity to go the wrong, down the wrong path many times, but I had, you know, people in my corner and provided a resource and outlet for me. So I just yes. want to give that back. And and the thing that I also like to just piggyback off of Rena's and, you know, you could tell the sports and special <laughs> interest is his baby part of <laughs> You know, I just let him go. But we, we are also um, expanding into boxing, um, some, you know, art, um, some things for the young ladies, too. So, so some dance. And um, that's what I love about Keep Right also is even after, you know, the football season stops, you know, as Renus was talking about, sometimes the kids are there's other things that we are working on and implementing to keep them busy in a good mm -hmm. way and to keep our eyes on them and our hands on them in a good way. Um, and he had mentioned a little bit about that, you know, with our um, program for our mentoring, the mentoring part of it is individualized because each, each young person is different. What, Johnny might need is not what Derek needs. So, you know, it's the mentoring plan is individualized for each student. And I liked that when he brought that to me too, because, you know, working in education all these years and I've seen some other mentoring programs and, you know, I've been exposed to some other things, but I like the fact that Renus was like, it's, it's individualized because every child's need is different. You can't put them all under one umbrella and feed them the same thing. You gotta, um, he said, it has to be tailored to them, to their individual needs, to their individual lifestyle or whatever they're dealing with, you know? And, and that really struck, you know, struck my heart. And that really sat with me for like, yeah, wow, that's, that's different. And I, and I was speaking with someone this evening and one of the things that that we used to have uh, growing up and um, that is not as available now is the village. The yeah. village is gone, you yes. know, and I remember that growing up, like <laughs> after school, I had football and I came home had to make sure that my chores was done. My mother was at work and any type of shenanigans, you know, Mr. Johnson around the corner, if he seen me on some foolery, you know, <laughs> he, I, I was able to be snatched up. Yeah. And he would call my mother <laughs> and say, look, I seen Marcus around the corner. He was throwing stuff. He was being bad. He got into a fight. And then I came home and I got the business and the what for, mm -hmm. you know, and 
Yes. Yes. A lot absolutely. of absolutely. A lot of a lot of parents today, you know, you always hear, you know, don't talk to my kids that way. Don't touch my kids. You know, and because of the economic situation in our community and the deprivation of resources that we don't have, mm-hmm. our parents are working nine, 10, 12 hours, you know, so they're out running the streets. And if you have nobody in your camp that you can trust to handle your children when they step out of line, yes, they gonna that's, end up in the wrong situation. Huge. Exactly. Absolutely. You know, so I, I believe that's what we have to get to. And, and y'all are just one step closer to building that village again. Yes. You know, and I, I want y'all to important. keep going and don't stop. It is. And and two, you can't be, it wasn't, you know, to, to continue what you were saying, when you got in trouble because mother so-and-so saw you over there, because trust me, I had that going on too. My mom, I would be like, dang, how they not? But, you know, it wasn't when someone brought something to your parent, it wasn't, did you do that? It was, mm-hmm. why did you do that? Yep. You know, and we have a lot of that now. Like, you know, where's the credibility of the adult <laughs> that's trying to, you know, steer your child in the right way and let you know, hey, this is what's going on. Right. Um, I've had it happen to me, you know, where I, I have known people and I have seen, and I'm like, I, I went to them and, you know, thinking that, you know, they would appreciate me saying to them, hey, I saw, you know, this and I just wanted you to be aware and to know. And, you know, I was questioned, <laughs> like, you know, so we have to come away from that, too, as adults. If someone is trying to help you with your child or tell mm-hmm. you or give you the heads up on something, be receptive. Right. You know, like you said, it takes a village. Definitely. All right. So um, real quick. And then uh, once again, at the end of the show, Rena's, where can they reach all that? Ms. Beth, you want to, uh, we have, well, you want me or you going to do it? Go ahead. Go ahead. Ms. <laughs> go ahead, Ms. <laughs> okay. Um, we can be reached, um, by calling, uh, 440-610-6912. Um, that is myself. Um, I answer for Mr. Henry when he's busy. Um, we also have our main email address which is keep right at ADM at gmail.com. So, and our website is coming very soon. It'll be keep right 21.org. Okay. So stay tuned. There you have it family. There you have it. Um, we're also on, we're also on Facebook. Yes. I have a keep right page on Facebook as well. Okay. Um, so, uh, if not, uh, if not on our, you know, page, uh, look for us, like us, you know, send us a shout out. Definitely. Uh, what about IG for the IG users? That's, That's being worked That's on. That's being worked on. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. <laughs> we are expanding, but trying to get that website and, uh, Renus went ahead and did the Facebook page. I have to say he did a nice job, but, um, that website will be coming in the next week or so nice awesome awesome all right family 
heading into our topics topics of conversation um one of the things i know that the the, the family it's been two months uh the family know that uh my mother uh passed earlier in the year and so um her birthday month was september so i took a sabbatical for that month and mm. just to continue uh my healing process i took the month of october off um and then we me and miss arenas had set this up uh so i wanted to come back on this segment and one of the things in conversation um, that I've had with a lot of people um, is about manhood. And there's, of course, we can get into the different nuances of what a man is. Um, and I'm actually glad that uh, Miss Beverly is sitting on the panel because one of the things I think that gets misinterpreted is what men say a man is and then what a woman's perspective of what a man is um and i i think a lot of our relationships um a lot of our relationships have been broken and destroyed because the perspective of what a woman thinks her man should be and then who that man actually is is miscommunicated and that oh, conversation is rarely had. Um, so we want to wow. um, just just hit snip, snippets um, because after we discuss manhood, we're going to discuss fatherhood. Um, so, Miss Miss Beverly, I will. I would like you to go first. <laughs> Oh, wow. No. Oh, you have really <laughs> thrown me out there like that. OMG. Okay. Um, you know, I'm not gonna be the, the popular uh I'm not gonna be the popular statement because I, I'm a woman of God and okay. I'm a woman of faith. So um the way that I look at a lot of things mm -hmm. are from God's perspective and his his word. Now, I'm old school. I feel that God created the man, then he mm -hmm. created the woman. So to me, I have always looked at the man as the head of the house, um, the, the provider, the, um, the covering, if you will, of the family. Um, uh, and I, I'm I'm sorry, I, I've never been a woman liber. I actually have a um, a, a blog um, because I have two sons. I have a son that's 35 and I have a son that's 15. And um, I've, you know, been through divorce. And my blog is about raising young men. Okay. Because I've never been a, a woman that, I think that a woman can do what a man can do because that's just not the way God created it. Um, and a man can't do what a woman can do. We each have our own attributes that God gave us and we bring different things to the table. Now together, we're a powerhouse. And mm -hmm. that's the way it's, to me, that's the way it's supposed to be. 
So, uh, you know, submission and all that other stuff. To me, if a man is um, being in his rightful place that God created him to be as the husband, the father, the caregiver, the covering, um, then it shouldn't be hard for his spouse to follow him and be his his right hand. So for me, that that's, you know, a man, you know, doing what God has created him to do, taking care of his family, providing loyalty, um, consistency, um, being reliable. Those are, those are things, to me, those are things that every human being, should, every man should have. So I'm sorry, I just, I don't, <laughs> I don't look at things the way the, you know, I know there's a lot of um, women now that feel like I can do what a man can do. And, you know, I'm sorry, to me, that's just not the order that God created. Um, but yes, God gives us, I'm, I mean, I'm by myself. I'm, am I going to sit here and not get my grass cut because I'm single? No, I'm going to do what I need to do to get it done. But the order of things, you know, uh, if I did have a man, uh, I feel like uh, that yard is his thing. <laughs> but I'm a person, I'm going to do what I got to do to get things done. Okay. But I just want to play my role as, as a woman. And I want a man to play his role as 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 a man and, and be responsible for the things that he, as a man, where his family is concerned, he should be taken care of. What does that look like in your eyes? Well, I don't have to do no cooking. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm just, no, I just feel that, you know, nowadays it takes two people to work. Mm-hmm. If you want to live a comfortable life, it takes two people, unless y'all hit the lottery and get $20 million. <laughs> so, you know, I just feel that it, the home is, is both both adults' responsibility, the man and the woman. The kids mm-hmm. are the man and the woman's responsibilities. Those are things that you created together. So you're both responsible for them. So, you know, for me, if I come home and I'm too tired to cook, why not? Hey, babe, why don't you cook today? I don't, I'm, I'm a little tired. I think that everybody should be willing to give and take and everybody should be supporting the other person. It, it should never be one-sided. It should never be somebody like me, just because I'm the woman, I come home and I'm not, I gotta cook, I gotta clean, I gotta help with the homework. I, I think that that's where people go wrong. That home is both of you guys's. So it should be both of your responsibilities. Give and take. Support. Okay. I'm Why are you come looking back to like that? Why are you uh, looking I'm, like I'm, that? Because I, I, I got another question for you. And I'm come back. <laughs> Let me just stay over here in this corner. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to ask it now. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> so... Do you believe in gender roles? Gender roles? Typically speaking, um, outside of 
the helping one another to make sure that the house is taken care of, do you believe in general gender roles? Oh, like um, I can't change the oil in the car? Yeah. No, no, no. If no my, I mean, I'm, we're, not, no. we're not saying that these are things that women can't do. No. These are things that men should do. Yeah. Typically. Now, you know, personally, I don't want to have to put gas in my car. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so, yes. And changing oil, you know, um, making sure the cars are mechanically, you know, sound and running good. I, I would think that that would be a man's responsibility to make sure that, you know, the vehicles are safe. Mm -hmm. um, I cut grass. I don't like to. Now, this year, I done paid me a little lawn care service. <laughs> and, you know, my, my youngest son, he cuts too. But um, I feel that outside, you know, it's, the yard and things like that, you know, should be. And I just feel that overall, as a woman, it's certain things in the house that a woman oversees, just like it's certain things that a man oversees. Mm -hmm. I want my family to make sure that um, there's bedtimes, there's clean clothes, there's food in the refrigerator. You know what I'm saying? So there's yes. certain things that, you know, to me as a woman, you make sure that your family is good. Um, right you know, in certain ways. And there's certain things that a man, you know, checks checks out and makes sure that's good. There we go. Okay, did that's you like that? That's what we was getting to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Renus, what, uh, what considers a man a man? Well, uh, I'm kind of still in the process because, uh, my example of a man, uh, I didn't have directly in my life. I was raised by my grandparents, so my grandfather was older by the time I got of age. Um, and like, I love him to death, but like certain things was hard for me to understand and learn. Mm. Um, and, you know, he couldn't do, you know what I mean? So like, I was relying on like other outside influences whether positive or negative to see, show me like what a man was I, um because i didn't have that father figure in my life directly um so like after i graduated college like fatherhood told me about manhood kind of like so like mm. i didn't really understand what a man was or why my father wasn't there or what he was going through or what it was to be an African-American man. Like, I didn't know, I had no clue because I, I was raised by my grandparents. I was raised yeah. in the church. I w didn't know what, you know, I seen what men were or, you know, the roles they played. But like, I didn't experience it. Or I didn't have that experience of looking up to my father and be like, oh, this is what a man, a man is. Because he was, you know, preoccupied, because of, you know, still growing and becoming a man. Mm -hmm. um, my parents are uh, young, so like, I look back and like, oh, I'm 32. Uh, I can never only imagine what my dad was doing at 32. And I'm, you know, 16. So like, you know, like, there's not much age difference of, you know, of what he could have taught me because he was still growing up to be a man as well. So I had to understand that before I can become a man because I had a long history of my life uh, 
of disappointment, I should say. And I couldn't grow up to be a man until I could let that hurt go. So like, mm. I'm still learning Dang. how and what it is to be a man because I've tried many things, but it didn't mm. work. You know what I mean? And I'm still learning, I'm still growing. So like, uh, but fatherhood really taught me what man- manhood is because like, I love my kids to death. And like, this is what I do it for. So they have an opportunity to be great. Something happens to me, I want something for them to be able to go to and have a chance to be, have an opportunity to be be successful. Gosh. Wow, Renis, that, I'm sorry, (laughs) am I allowed to talk? Go ahead, go ahead. No, Renis, I mean, just listening to him, um, because like I said, my oldest son is 35, and most of the time it was just me and him. You know, Mm. I was a single mom raising him. And my blog, is really about a woman um, cannot teach a man how to be a man. You know, it takes another man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to listen to Renus just now say how he was young. And so he didn't really have a solid, you know, um, influence or image of it. You know, that's what I've heard my oldest son say to me. He's like, mom, it's not that you weren't a great mom. He said, I, you gave me, you taught me to be responsible. You taught me to be reliable and how to care about other people. He said, but there were things just because dad wasn't in the home. He said, there was just things that he said, I felt I was behind on, you know, catching up to because I didn't have that example right there showing me for me right. to see it. So man, Renus, that just, you know, that just really touched me because that's, a similar conversation that my oldest son, and as he did get older, he found um, mentors and, you know, through his basketball coaches, you know, other men to talk to, I guess, about the things that men need to talk to other men about and need to learn about. So I'm I'm sorry, that just really touched me, you know, and and brought up uh, just a memory of me and him talking. So I get it. I mean, I get what you're saying. And, and and I mean, everything that both of you just said, I mean, it was awesome because one of the things about manhood, um, I, I always talk about my father on the show and early on, um, he wasn't, he wasn't in my life in the, the middle portion, um, but he came back into my life later on. Um, and by that time, um, I would say, you know, just like your son said, Miss Beverly, is that you did what you could, you know, as a mother, you know, but I don't think mothers realize that we take on some of the feminine characteristics. So him having the sense of I was behind is because now when we're around men, and we're yeah. seeing who men actually are, mm-hmm. we quickly jump in our feelings. You know, well, that's not how it's done in my house. Well, first of all, you have the respect for a man and you don't talk back to a man. Even mm-hmm. as a child, even if you have questions, you ask your questions, but you don't question a man. You mm-hmm. know, and having a man, that was one of the things that I had to relearn with my father. Wow. You know, because oh, that's I, would watch, profound. I was watch I would watch my mother and how she responded with men. And then 
I thought that I could respond to men in kind. And so when I realized that when it comes to two men, there will always be a low level of threat between one another. This is why the respect level is different between us versus a woman and a man. I realized, you know what? I need to change my attitude because the way I'm talking to a man, I'm tr I'm talking through him. I'm not I'm not talking with him. And one of the first things that my father taught me is a man is to have integrity. A man says what he means and means what he says. Right, wrong, or indifferent, he holds himself accountable to what comes out of his mouth and his actions that follow. And that was a hard lesson for me to learn because whenever I got in trouble, I just blamed someone else. <laughs> I, I would never hold myself accountable. And then when I realized, I'm like, you know what? Hey, a man holding himself accountable, he moves different. And I had to, I had to relearn that, you know, and even though one of the things that I've had to do throughout my life is um, seek mental help for the trauma that I've dealt with in my life. You know, and especially in the black community, it's like a stigma, you know, because we don't want to feel or think that we're crazy. But we got a lot of trauma that we pass down from generation to generation, and we need help. We need someone to talk to. We need someone to vent to. And one of the things that I've learned is that men oftentimes don't have a place to vent. And then yeah. a woman is not meant, God didn't design a woman to handle a man's burdens. A man was built to carry certain burdens. And you discuss things if you're in a relationship or if you're in married with your woman, and you take her counsel into consideration, but at the end of the day, the end decision and result falls on your shoulders. Yes. And that was one of the things that I had to relearn as a man. I agree with that 100. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I would never even begin to think I even know what it is to be a black man in America, seriously. I, I couldn't even imagine what you men go through. And what you just said is just profound because that is what my grandfather used to say. You know, just when you were talking about your word, that is really something through my family that my grandfather passed on my mother's side passed down to us. If your word ain't no good, you ain't no good. That was, yep. you know, he's from Mississippi. And it, that was just it, cut and dry, you know? So those are things that, you know, we have passed down through our family that your word is your bond, you know? Yeah. Right. And, and Renas, you, you said something, man, that, that, that hit home with me. You said that fatherhood taught you how to be a man. Mm. Like, can, can you go in depth in that? Yeah, so, uh, like, uh, not having a father figure in my life hurt me uh, to a point where, like, I had hate in my heart for, for no reason. 
uh, not understanding the whole picture. Uh, it took me to have my own kids to understand, like, this is what this man may have been going through at this age. You know what I mean? And I waited to 22 to have my first kid. He was 16. I couldn't imagine having a baby at 16. So, um, just understanding and just, like, forgiving someone for not being able to be there. I mean... I can't blame somebody for not being able to be uh, there for someone when they can be there for, for themselves. So I made it a priority to be the the guy, the father that I've always wanted, about that I always wanted to be. Yes. Or always wanted to have. Uh, I'm not the richest guy, uh, but you know, my time is valuable. So like, I'm gonna get all the time that I can to my kids and teach them all the lessons that I can because I don't want uh, someone else teaching them the wrong things. So I'm going to do my best to be a part of my kids' lives so they are able to, while they're young, uh, be able to talk to me, be able to educate themselves while I educate them about, you know, the real life things that's happening. Um, They often not, they're not being taught. holistically in schools so I have to make sure that they're getting the correct education about their culture um, empowering them and you know becoming young black men in America because you know that's what it is yes it's, it's not uh, we've been fighting for equality but like that's not you know it's, it's never going to be that way so right. I have to teach them while it's young like we're in a, you know, dog fight and the life's not fair so like and just being real and honest with them about how things are going, about what happening, what's happening in the, the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you know, you see things, but you're not equal to nobody. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean? you just gotta have to fight. Mm-hmm. You have to, you know, train yourself to want to be the best because it's all, someone, someone always out there to beat you. So, like, you gotta prepare yourself to be in a dogfight for the rest of your life. Life ain't fair, and life ain't a game. So, That's I try to teach that to them early because you know this is what i had to learn late because i didn't have that uh influence in my life you know what i mean like what i saw was you know i got having fun you know what i mean like doing what he wanted to do um he had respect in the street but like you know but like with that equals a zero um so wow i mean i wanted something different from my life so like i i mean i wanted i i give up my grandma for my grandpa mother and my grandfather all the respect for they didn't have to take me in they didn't have to do the things that they did for me but you know they gave me an opportunity like I could have been on you know in somebody's fire station you know what I mean but like I got an opportunity I got a chance to grow I got a good upbringing it wasn't the best but you know I had the opportunity to you know experience what it was not to be a fa- have a father not taught me a lot how to be a father and how to be there for, you know, my kids. You know, even when they're like down, like I know when they're down, I want to pick them up and empower them. Like, and I also want to humble them when they feel like they're the best person in the world. Like, hey, there's nothing as ever as good as the same, nothing as, as bad as the same. Just, you know, be humble and work harder for the next you know, opportunity. And, and you know what, you, you keep dropping wow. these nuggets, bro. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> And you, 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 you said something again, Reem, that 
that hit home, you know, and, you know, you, you teaching your children that one, to stay humble, you know, and, and two, that you got to fight for everything that you get, yes. you know, and the importance of having a, a man prevalent is because, you know, as I said earlier, is that there are certain pressures of life that men are built for, you know, and, and when our children see that, you know, they, it, they, our children see that it takes us longer to break down, even though we break down, you know, that the fight continues. Okay. You, you fell down. Now you got to get back up. You got to keep going. Yes. You might fall yes. down again, but you got to get up. You got to keep going. Yes. And that's why, um, I didn't understand it when I was playing sports, but after I got done playing, I understood how important combat competitive sports were because in today's society, our children have such an entitlement mentality. They don't have to work for anything. You oh, know, it, it, it's like it's given and then they get mad if they ask for it and it just don't appear on their plate, oh. you know, and what sports did or whether you was in the chess club or, you know, different competitive outlets, it showed you how to take your losses and how to take it with a grain of salt. Uh. And then it taught you that, okay, in order for me to win, I got to get better. I got to, oh, you know what I'm saying? And it's not, I'm not going to get better on the night. Overnight, I have to put in the grind. I have to put in the time. I have to put in the effort, you know? And then on game day, all of that time, effort, and energy, that's when it shows up. It don't, game day, it doesn't show up if you ain't, it, it, you ain't put the work in. And that's life, you know, because we have our ups and downs. We have our struggles. You know, uh, uh, one day we may feel completely empowered. Then the next day something happened and it's like, you know what? I don't know how I can go on, you know? And one of the things... You were on the opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to, uh, um, you know, you praise your grandfather. Uh, yeah. When my father came back in my life, I had resentment and hatred for him, you know, because he wasn't there. When I believed or felt that I needed him the most, you know, and it's not until I look back now and I'm like, you, the divine sent you when you were supposed to come back to me. Because the road that I was headed down, my English teacher told me that I was going by the age of 18, I was going to end up in prison for life, or I was going to end up in a cemetery. So my father came back in my life right when I was getting expelled because I smashed the teacher's head into a wall for talking about my mother. So I was looking at jail time and I was looking at being expelled out of school. You know, so after he left, I didn't have anyone, a family member to pull me in and say, okay, boy, look, you know, life ain't happened the way you wanted to, but let me help guide you. Let me help make you better, you know? And so the reason why I give so much praise to my father now is because I've watched his growth, you know? And I realized, you know what? Like you said, Reen, I had to learn how to forgive him because he didn't yeah. know. 
Yes. He didn't know what to do with a boy of my caliber. He still had to grow in order to know how to raise a creative because he did, he wasn't taught. You know, he, he always different things that he's going through in his life now that, you know, I am an adult, we have conversations and I'm like, hey, I don't know how you made it out. Like, oh. you know what you made it through? Like, pops, I got the utmost respect for you. Wow. You know, and then to take on the things that you took on when it came to your family, you know, the pressures of life, you know, as a black man, you you working at a job and you're being disrespected as a man first. You know, when you're being labeled as a black man, when you're being stigmatized and, you know, the job is treating you the way they are. And then you have to come home and be able to love your children and love your wife. Like until I went through that process, I never knew I never knew or understood what he went through. And then when I had my own family, I realized I said, damn, dad, you you the man. Like you, you the man, you know, and I agree, Ring. you know, having my children as hard as it is at times, they help me become a better man because of the questions that they ask, the trials and tribulations that they go through, what they're going through in today's society. I got to learn because I don't know. But I don't want to use the I don't know as an excuse, you know, and so I tell my children, look, bear with daddy. I'm learning, you know, and and I'm going to come back with an answer to your question. And it's hard because I come home, you know, and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this another day. Uh You know, I'm working 60, 70 hours a week and then I got to be there for them when they call me. You know, and, and when their mother called me that uh, something going on in their life and, you know, uh, uh, they need help with something or they need something. And I'm like, what I don't have for me. But then figuring out how to make sure that they took care of. You know, and, you know, if I was to vent to their mother, she'd be like, OK, suck it up. You a man. You know, so it's like, OK, well, where where do I go? You know, and I'm grateful that I have brethren that I can go and vent to. And and when I vent, they can tell me, bro, you wrong, you out of pocket, this, that, and the other. Well, have you thought about this? Okay, well, you know, I I understand how you feel, but it's time to get out of your emotions. We got to do critical thinking right now. We got to come to the war table and then you go and and take the process and you you handle yours. Mm. Because every man don't have that. Right. So when they come home, a lot of times, that man is a good man, but the pressures of life broke him. And then when he comes in the house, he's so broken, he takes it out on his children. He takes it out on his wife, mm-hmm. you know? And that's why domestic violence is so high and so rampant, you know? And, and it's just not the physical, but it's the verbal, it's the it's the emotional, it's the psychological play, you know? And so that man gets fed up you know, with with being disrespected at work and then coming home and the kids are disrespecting him, his wife disrespecting him, you know, well, what you gonna do? You ain't nothing, you know what, I wish you would, da-da-da-da-da-da. And he's like, what, who? And all of a sudden she called the cops and his life is ruined. You know, so 
this is why when I see and when I hear about organizations, you know, such as yourself, because unfortunately, sometimes the adults are lost. You know, they're uh -huh. the adults are set in their ways, but the babies, we can save the babies because yeah. they are the next generation after us. Yes. You know, so we have to teach them how to heal, how to yes, get absolutely. emotional stability, spiritual yes. stability, psychological stability. And we have to teach them that, okay, um, you know, especially with our, our boys, it's okay to feel, but you got to know how to control your feelings and not yes. respond yes, in kind. Yes. Providing social and coping skills is part of our individual's uh, uh, programming it's important because they're not they're not being taught this in the home it's not being taught yes. in schools so they're not running it no so when they are faced with um adversity in life they don't know how to respond to it and they no. fail at, uh, at opportunities of success mm -hmm. and they don't know how to take you know um day-to-day -day interactions with people and turn them into positive you know it's so like uh if it's not being taught, no worries. It's not being learned. So Keep Right is here to provide resources, to provide opportunities for these young men and women um, to, uh, to participate in programming, uh, not only um, in a sport, but in a special interest. Uh, we have a restorative justice program um, practice, practicing um, restorative practices to restore the, the, uh, the mindset of the, the um, individual as well. Yes. So um, that's going to be big, big. That's going to be uh, very important for our uh, our generations to come is to, re to reset the mind state, not only of our youth, but as but also our our young adults and adults. Um, just a different mind, uh, different way of handling um, adversities, a different way of thinking, because uh, mental health is very important and it yes. goes unseen. Um, and that's a a major part of our program is addressing mental health and mental yes. mental illness as well because there's a high rate in our communities um, that go untreated with their mental health status. So if um, a young person is going home to a parent with mental illness uh, that maybe have depression or anxiety, that young man, man or woman is not getting the, the, the needs that they need to be a successful yeah. adult. Yeah. Because their parents are not able to provide the resources that they need for the kids because they're going through so much. So our program is not only for the youth, it's also for adults as well to yes. uh, have the access whole to resources. Family. Um, access to resources, access to opportunities for success, give them the opportunities to, to learn new skills as well as, um, because it's never too late um, to make a change. Uh, so our, our, our program is not only for kids, but also for adults as well. Yes. Man, that, that is... Yeah, yeah, you got to get the family, <laughs> you know, um, just where I work and, um, you know, just dealing with seeing the condition of the, the young people. And um, sometimes I speak with our home counselors and our um, student liaison people. And, you know, the one one of my um, home counselors said to me and he's like, Bev, he said, there's so much deteriorating in society now. He said, these kids can't think about learning if they hungry. Mm -hmm. He said, you you know, he said, they ain't got food in the house. He said, you know, they come in here and sometimes that's the only 
food they're getting is breakfast and lunch here. You know, so he he was he said if they don't got clothes, if they don't have electricity on in the house, he said they can't think about learning when all this other stuff is going on. You know, I mean, just things that I'm sorry when we were in school, I I just I guess it wasn't as prevalent. You didn't think about those things. Those things weren't going on as much. But as we're going forward, people are becoming less and less responsible and less and less caring of their responsibilities. So, you know, with Keep Right, you know, Rena said, man, you got to get the whole family sometime, <laughs> you know, yeah. to, to get those babies on a good track, you know. So I respect that and I, I admire that and, and it's the truth. So sometimes a whole family has to have some support. Yeah, and, and Ms. Beverly, you, you you just said something as far as, you know, some sometimes that, you know, the the only meals that some kids eat is at school. That's school. Sometimes the only heat and electricity that they, they feel get. is at school. So yes. learning is in the farthest thing, thing from on their minds. And yes. um, my mom had posted something. Um, what was it today? Um, she posted an African proverb. It said, the child who is not embraced by the village will burn it down just to feel warm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, wow. That's and that's deep. what we're, we're dealing with today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, man, man um, I got to have y'all back on, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I just, I, all I can say um, from just a woman's uh, point of view, it was very, very enlightening listening to you and Renus tonight. Um, I have to say with um, my youngest son, you know, it, it was never my, um, my desire to be a single mom um, by myself. But I am thankful that with this youngest one that's 15, um, I've never been one to get in, in the middle of my sons and their relationships with their dads. Mm -hmm. um, I've been married twice. So um, my older son has his dad and then um, I got remarried. But even with the older son, I always knew that it was very important for him to have a relationship with his dad and to be with him and spend time with him. So whatever happened between me and, and him had nothing to do with that child. So I have never been that mom, you know. So with the youngest, I just thank God that my older son is an adult man. So he has two you know, so he comes and he spends time with him. He's 15 and sometimes they, you know, just come and he's like, they have bro nights where they might just go to grab something to eat. And he's like, mom, I need to see what's on his head. I'm like, okay, you know. And so, and he has a, a very good relationship with his dad and he spends time with his dad. And I know how valuable that is. And I know he needs that. So, you know, and they both will tell me at times, uh, mom, you need to just like step back, mom, step back. You know, my older son had told me, mom, uh, he's 15. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I thank God and I, I respect 
a man's um what you men go through i i respect um our black men i love our black men and i know that you guys have it really hard and i always support our black men so and i respect the, the responsibilities that you have it's not easy i i, I do get it oh definitely I, I know i greatly appreciate that um and i know a lot of men won't say it um but especially when it comes to the sisters of our community uh that's the most important thing to us is that y'all have a level of respect for us and what we deal with and go through on a daily basis agree or disagree you know and based on the level of respect that the black our black women and sisters have for us it allows us to return that same level of love in kind oh yeah you know that's important. Um, yes yeah you you got something to say to wrap it up bro yeah uh, just like <laughs> going to the family you know like going into the roles like just to respect with each other's roles like yeah. you empower each other so like growing up in a family family empowers a family and like if family so like it's ongoing it's ongoing you know what I mean like it's not just like it's the I mean it can be successful outside you know the, the non-traditional but like someone with a family with both parts playing what they need to like it's important in the growth yes of everybody I just want to know where can any everyone listen to this I know that my older son will want to listen to tonight's show <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Um, I'll close out with that. Um, okay. I see that y'all have on the t-shirts. Uh, keep right. Yes. Um, can we go somewhere and support that? Yes. And get a t-shirt. Um, yes, Renus. Um, we he designed. He actually designed the t-shirts, and I guess he wanted to keep it simple. Yeah. Um, the, the t-shirts are twenty-five. Okay. And um. Like I said, someone you can you're welcome to reach out to um, me and you can call 440-610-6912 and I will take orders. And Renus, we, we also have uh, on our website an order form uh, that you can order a shirt at any time. Yes. Um, so the, like Miss Bev said, they're twenty five dollars and you can order through our Facebook page uh, anytime. Yes. There's an order form on our Facebook page for our, our T-shirts. Yes. There you have it, family. Um, so look for look for the website um, coming here soon. Um, you can reach out to Miss Beverly or Mr. Renus over on Facebook. Uh, Miss Beverly, what's that number one more again? 440-610-6912. There you have it, fam. Um, and the the audio will be up as always on Wednesday on Mr. Candid Podcast, um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, wherever you listen to your podcasting at. Um, and also the the video link will also be up on Friday on YouTube. So there you have it. Um, and the, the audio link I will share and tag Reen and Miss Beverly in it on tomorrow 
um, once I finish the editing here tonight um, and get that up for you. you. Um, But I appreciate y'all for topping it up with me, for having a candid conversation with Mr. Candid. Um, It was a delight to meet you, Miss Beverly. Um, It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Not a problem. I I want y'all to come back um, maybe within the next month or two. And we can get into this conversation uh, when it comes to uh, co-parenting and black relationships. Oh, absolutely. And we we, will get into that. (laughs) Miss Beverly, like, yes, let's go. (laughs) I love it. Um, But until the next time, family, uh, greatly appreciate y'all. Love y'all. And as always, deuces. All All right. right. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Appreciate y'all.